following contest is scheduled for one fall. Hey, 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 it's your boy KJ, and welcome to another week in WWE. I am KJ, as I just mentioned. And we are on the heels of Clash of Champions. This should be exciting. A lot of stuff. WWE is changing up. You can see that they're, they're a little scared about how people have been reacting. So they've been getting back some superstars to, you know, kind of highlight some of the current roster. But also kind of showing us like, hey, remember these guys that you love? Well, that was this week. Full of nostalgia. Madison Square Garden. The Garden, which is kind of like... The, the Mecca Sports, really, I, I, that's what I'm going to call it. It's the Mecca Sports. But, yeah, it's it was it was a pretty, is a fairly decent week in WWE. Um, not, I, I haven't seen a lot of news as such, so I don't know if anything um, breaking, breaking news has happened. But in, in terms of WWE itself building towards Clash of Champions post-AEW's All Out, has has been has been fairly decent. They're you know they're getting ready for the USA debut of NXT, which will be good. And it's uh, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be great. NXT is is Triple H's baby, so I think Triple H really knows how to handle it. I trust Triple H like I always have. I've always been a Triple H dick rider. No no bones about it. But yeah, he's he's done a fantastic fucking job with with NXT and I kinda I'm so excited to see how NXT goes. Unfortunately it's going two hours. I'm I'm happy with you know what? I'm I'm a firm believer in if it works, don't fix it. Right? So NXT's been working on every level for me. It's been hitting all those cylinders, and it's it's reached up to heights that no one thought it would. It started off as that stupid, shitty reality show, which I guess the first season was good, but it just progressively got worse and worse. But now it's been it's this amazing, this this beautiful show, and like professional wrestling at its finest, folks. Like it's so so well done, and. I hope that taking it live in two hours doesn't fuck it up too bad because there will be mistakes. There will be shit going down. But I just, again, I'm trusting Triple H to do the right thing and make the right calls. I trust the guy. He's done a fantastic job. I have no reason to doubt him. So unless it gets fucked, like, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. So USA is getting NXT uh, and it's going to go up against... AEW's show, which should be interesting as well. Uh, a lot of stuff happening in professional wrestling, and I don't know how I'm going to watch all of it. But I kind of have to, right? I kind of have to. I've, I've put myself, I've dug this hole for myself, and now I have to kind of like stew in it. So, yeah, it should be it should be good. Clash of Champions. I'm going to get uh, Oliver Osatian. Oliver Osatian, my co-host on the Pot of Thunder on Inside the Ropes. He will be on, and uh, we will be reviewing Clash of Champions unless he flakes on me, which I'm going to murder him for. But you know, I, I love him, so I can't murder him. So I'll just, I'll just hurt him a lot. That's what I'll do. I'll hurt him a lot. But yeah, yeah, yeah folks, it should be, it should be a fun one. It should be good. 
uh, the, I'll talk about I'll talk about Clash of Champions at the end of the Raw and SmackDown review and give you my predictions of where I think what match is gonna go. Very weird choices, uh, King of the Ring, kind of like weird weird stuff. But you know, let's let's how about we get into it? Let's get into Raw first. Raw starts off with a raucous crowd in Madison Square Garden. The Garden is a great place for acoustics. It's always been like amazing to hear a good pop. And what better way to start the show than the shattering of that glass and out comes Stone Cold Steve Austin. The rattlesnake comes out, the crowd goes fucking crazy. Incredible. I would be I, I that's something I've always wanted to be a part of, a Stone Cold Steve Austin pop. Uh, that that's something I wish and I hope I get at some point in my life before you know I before I die or before Stone Cold dies. So <laughs> that's something I really want. But the crowd goes crazy. Out comes Stone Cold. He talks about the contract signing between Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. He introduces the challenger first, Braun Strowman. Braun comes out, has a few words, and tries to shake Austin's hand, but Austin does not shake his hand Austin turns around calls out Seth Seth comes out and then he says gentlemen and he shakes Seth's hand and then shakes bronze so that was a little futile right Uh, and then uh, they they sign the contract but then immediately AJ Styles and the OC come out and obviously you know they start talking trash they use the word asshole which was interesting. I didn't expect the the language to be not PG, I guess. But yeah, they used the word asshole and uh, AJ Styles and Steve Austin, that is. And then they get in, AJ comes in and Steve Austin moves the table and AJ asks him why. And Austin basically insinuates that you're about to get your ass kicked. And that basically prompts Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman to jump, attack the OC. AJ seems to have the last laugh where he throws Seth out of the ring. He's standing in the ring. Austin circles behind him, delivers a beautiful stunner, which AJ obviously sells to perfection. And that is the end of that segment. So uh, it was it was really well done. Austin is is still... Austin can still go, man. Maybe not in the ring, but... Bring him on as a screen presence. This guy is so fucking good. And he could teach all those guys that struggle with their promos. Like Roman Reigns, for instance. He could still use some work. but And don't get me wrong. Roman's improved drastically. But there are some people that could... Like Seth is getting a little annoying on the microphone. I prefer heel Seth. Uh, face Seth Rollins, not great. But uh there there are so many backstage people like i think ember moon could use some work on her promo cedric alexander god forbid anyone give him a microphone but yeah so there there are people that could use help with their promos and and austin could be that that helping hand you know Shawn michaels is on nxt bring steve austin on main roster why the fuck not so this prompts a match between well it doesn't prompt but there was a scheduled match between AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander. AJ Styles is kind of battered, beaten up, so he's he's in the corner trying to recuperate, but uh Cedric comes out and the match starts. It's a pretty good match. Both of these guys can obviously, you know, do a lot of shit in the ring. 
But the match ends when the OC kind of attacks Cedric Alexander while he's recovering on the apron. And uh, both men attack uh, Cedric, throw him back in the ring. Cedric hits AJ Styles with a dropkick. And then the Viking experience comes out. So are they Viking Raiders? Viking experience? No, Viking experience. No, Viking Raiders. Jeez, I've forgotten what their fucking name is. Their finisher is called the Viking experience. That's right. So the Viking Raiders come in. And they kind of save... Sorry, I, I think Cedric hits the dropkick after. But, yeah, so basically he comes out and, and they... Uh, the, so so since it's a three-on-one, Viking Raiders come out to save Cedric, I'm assuming, because in that gauntlet tag team match, there was that, you know, that, that little uh, brawl that they had, I guess. So, which kind of... I don't see the reason why they would have had... I mean, obviously... We know why, but I guess in the world of kayfabe, we don't really know. I don't know, but whatever it was, I guess that was good enough reason for the Viking Raiders to come out and help Cedric Alexander. So I guess the Viking Raiders are faced because I was very confused. I had no idea. And uh, yeah, so they saved their lives and uh, and yeah, and then we, we get to see them later on, but uh, we'll get to that. Boss and Hug Connection being shown backstage where Bailey is sort of embracing her heel persona, but are they really? So we, we, we're not sure. We're not sure. But uh, then we see a small quick promo from Roman Reigns talking about uh, Connor's cure and the fight against uh, pediatric cancer, uh, which is really nice. It's always good to see. Uh, then we get the tag team match, which seemed to go on for an hour it was becky lynch and charlotte flair versus the boston hug connection this match was so so back and forth so much happened they went through two commercial breaks one in the entrance and one during the match and then it was it was just like there was so much and becky obviously got the hot tag comes in attacks both women sasha's doing like backbreakers everywhere uh banks and bailey even try a a double suplex but flair counters and uh, becky takes down both women with that you know top rope drop kick that she does one leg each and then becky hits a leg drop as well flair hits the moonsault and this is there's so many breakups it was a great match but then finally flair gets the win a pinfall victory on bailey shockingly uh, with uh, with the natural selection, so that was that was really good, and this sort of plays on into SmackDown the the next night. But we'll get to that. Uh, right. So this this match kind of like it's it's showcasing all the four horsemen horsewomen rather. Uh, sorry, pot of thunder. <laughs> but the four horsewomen are being showcased in like this this incredible light. Obviously, they're the best performers the women's division has at least in my opinion. So it's it's good to see that these girls are are you know given the time and stuff as well. So I'm I'm glad to see that. The 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 only thing is that I I sort of like I didn't want to see them interact. Okay? I I just I definitely didn't want to see them interact because it's kind of like uh, save that for the pay-per-view. There's a reason why there's a pay-per-view and I want to I want to see that on the pay-per-view. So try and get all these people like don't don't let them touch each other because then it makes it more special when you see them on the pay-per-view. 
But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still okay seeing this match because it was a pretty, really, really fucking good match to be honest. But we're, we're, you kind of have to like leave an air of mystery, you know. But again, not complaining. If I, I'm just nitpicking. Our following match is the return of Rey Mysterio in the ring against a gentleman that I've heard perhaps maybe the best wrestler alive today. This is what I've heard from from people and some reports and just just general hearsay. Grand Metalik is apparently supposed to be one of the best wrestlers alive today. And apparently the fact that he's in Lucha House Party is a big disservice to his ability. Now, Rey Mysterio is wrestling him, so I guess someone must have been like, dude, put this fucking guy on, man. What are you doing? Like, you know, he, he has so much to give. Now, I, I, and if I remember correctly, Grand Metalik went quite far in the Cruiserweight Classic. And I don't know, I, I can't remember if it was Kota Ibushi versus TJ Perkins. Was his name TJ Perkins? I forgot what the fuck his name is, but yeah, it was TJ Perkins, right? So it, it was Grand uh Kota Ibushi versus TJ Perkins, either in the finals or semifinals, I think. And, and the finals was uh, Grand Metalik versus TJ Perkins. I can't remember which order it was, but uh, it was like he made it quite far, if I remember correctly. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I mean, he's got some moves, but like, who the fuck is he? So, uh, but you could see in this match that he, like the way he hits that massive hurricanrana and like the, the his his movement on the ropes, just like that, the little corner shuffle thing that he does from one uh, set of ropes to the other, like one one side of the ropes to the other through the turnbuckle. That's so impressive. His uh, his flip to the outside, where he like he just flips and his his foot one foot is like helping him fall over. It's, it's like everything's so innovative. So it's incredible how he does everything. But obviously, Rey Mysterio was here to hit the 619 followed by a frog splash for the victory. Well done, Rey Mysterio. Welcome back. Just let Dominic kick your ass soon. Uh, <laughs> then we see the Street Profits for reasons unknown to anyone. Uh, I guess this is their role now until some point. I don't know. Uh, Ricochet, Samoa Joe, Baron Corbin, triple threat to advance in... The King of the Ring tournament is up next. We see, obviously, these three performers, and I'm going to include Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin actually had a really, really good match. Uh, all three men stepped up, and it was it was exactly what you expect from, from a triple threat with, with superstars of their caliber. There were, there were times where uh, Samoa Joe would like seem like he's about to win, and obviously Ricochet would come in. And he seemed about to win, but like Baron Corbin was always there and not there, there and not there, and and I guess I should have seen it coming that that they were gonna end up with this. But basically, Baron Corbin, there, so some of the moves that they're pulling off, man, like he Baron Corbin was hitting power bombs, choke slams, deep six. The then there was a coquina clutch on the outside, which put uh, Baron Corbin to sleep, but Ricochet stopped it for some reason with like a moonsault. And then uh, Ricochet even hit Joe with the recoil. And and then, so finally, and then he hits the 360. Uh, sorry, 630, not 360. He hits the 630. And then just as he goes for the pin, Baron Corbin pulls him out, throws him over the barricade, so Ricochet goes flying. Corbin runs back into the ring, covers Joe, and gets the win. So Baron Corbin 
Was his prophecy going to come true? Is King Corbin going to be king at Clash of Champions? I mean, that should be that should be really interesting. That should be really interesting. And I'm trying to think, by the way. Uh, I'm just looking at the card for uh, this, this little Clash of Champions thing we have. And I do not see Baron Corbin or Chad Gable on this list. Is there a reason for that? Like, hmm? Why is this match not happening at the pay-per-view? That is really weird. Really fucking weird. Maybe it's a surprise match? I don't know. But anyways, uh, following that, we get Lacey Evans versus Natalia in a match I don't give a fuck about. So uh, Natalia, sharpshooter, wins. It's one apiece now, so... They'll have the rubber match at some point. Who gives a fuck? So next up, we basically get this segment that was pre-recorded on main event, which is uh, R-Truth and Enos Cantor. I, th- I believe that's how you pronounce the name. But uh, So Enos is a, a, a player for the Boston Celtics basketball team. And I, I'm not sure of his history. Was he in New York? I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, so he's he's in the ring and talking to R-Truth, and he rolls up R-Truth, becomes 24-7 champion. And uh, I I know what people are thinking. Anyone who's playing the Fantasy League, they're like, well, how does this work? So I'll get to that. I'll explain all that when I discuss the Fantasy League later. But yeah, so anyway, so, so what happens here is he rolls up R-Truth, R-Truth rolls him up and, and wins back his title. So another... Fucking title for our truth, yay! He's gonna beat Ric Flair's record, and it's gonna like fucking ruin everything. And then, <laughs> then we get the main event of the evening, which is, oh boy, so it's a ten man tag. We've got the bad guys, which is the OC, Rude and Ziggler, versus the good guys, which are Viking Raiders, Cedric Alexander, Seth Rollins, and Braun Strowman. And this was like this whole match was just you know beat up. Cedric Alexander. They beat the shit out of him, isolated him the whole time, quick tags, double team moves, all that sort of shit. And then Seth Rollins finally gets the hot tag, and then uh, Braun Strowman gets a tag. And then Braun is is pinning, uh, I think it was Ziggler, I can't remember, but he's pinning someone, and Braun Strowman almost wins it, but no, he was pinning one of the OC members. And uh, Ziggler and Rude come into the ring, and they shove Seth into the pin. Braun gets mad. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, I was I was about to win it for us." And Seth's like, "I I got pushed, all right. Like, I I I'm I'm just trying to win here, all right." And like, I don't know why he keeps saying, "All right, all right, all right." Like, <laughs> so, so yeah, they they almost won it, all right. And uh, <laughs> I'm fucking popping myself here. But yeah, so uh, we come back and like obviously the bad guys are in control, and uh, then eventually what happens is uh, there's a scuffle between all the members and Viking Raiders kind of like destroy everyone, and Ivar Ivar hits that senton from the top rope on the floor, and then Cedric Alexander of all fucking people hits the lumbar check to to AJ Styles. And AJ Styles, the way he fucking sells this thing, dude. Like, this man is is a wrestling anomaly. The way he sells that fucking move where he bounces, like, about six feet back into the air and then falls, like, crutching his, clutching his back, rather. And, and 
he's in like he looks like he's in agonizing pain, like just like complete agony. Like I'm I'm feeling the agony right now just talking about it. And uh, and Cedric gets the win. One, two, three. What the fuck? Cedric Alexander got the pinball victory over AJ Styles. So is it AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander? Because I thought all championships are supposed to be defended at this thing. And AJ Styles is the only champion who's not defending his title. So, hmm, what does that tell me? But as soon as the match ends, you hear the glass shatter. Stone Cold comes out, drowns everyone in beer. And yeah, that's the end of Monday Night Raw. Pretty decent Raw, I have to say. It was it was not a bad Raw. I do think, however, uh, the the I still feel the lack of a star presence, and like it's sad that when Stone Cold came out, he was the biggest star on Raw, where he should have had some sort of like equality with someone. You get what I mean? Like there was no one I felt like. That really stuck out uh, apart from possibly Baron Corbin, which is like, what the fuck am I even saying, right? So it was it was a it was a good raw. It was a good raw. Uh, I I do want to see, like I do want to see a lot more though. I do want to see more interest, more build. Take your time, do whatever the fuck you need, but like, and uh, AJ Styles was fantastic. So yeah, we start off. SmackDown Live with another legend, The Undertaker. Undertaker comes out, starts talking. He's like, I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this, but this is my home. I've buried souls, taken a part of them with me, blah, 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 blah. And then Sami Zayn's music hits. And you're like, okay, this is the job where they're feeding Undertaker for the night. And Taker comes out and Sami Zayn, you know, he does a really good job where he's kind of like... You know, uh, hey, Taker, like, you know, I know you're paving the way for, for new people. I am those new people, so maybe you want to get the fuck out of the ring, you know? And they, so he basically, like, in a nice, polite way, he's like, look, I still have respect for you. Please don't take me wrong, but, like, you know, please leave the ring so that people like me. And then he starts laughing as the Undertaker is leaving, but the Undertaker stops, turns around, sees Sammy laughing from behind, gets back into the ring, chokes slams him to hell, and, you know, does his whole Undertaker thing, which I think this whole segment was like 45 minutes because, God, Undertaker, like, save his entrances for WrestleMania because it is so long. Like, ah, man, I can't. I can't deal with it. And then uh, following that, we see Mike the Miz Mizanum versus Andrade Cien Almas. So uh, this was this was a strange match. Uh, Andrade has a good match with practically everyone, but I think Miz. I I don't know. Uh, Miz is not the best wrestler. I, is that okay to say? Because I don't know, man. Like Miz, Miz is a decent worker. He's a decent worker. His mic work is fucking fantastic. It's so good. It's up there. It's up there with some of the best. As a wrestler in ring, though, he's not exactly my my go-to wrestler to watch in the ring. But Andrade, however, I think is the best wrestler on Raw and SmackDown. I think in ring, he's so fucking good. He has excellent matches. Everything looks like it hurts. 
and he's so smooth so smooth and this whole Zelina Vega thing is perfect it fits so perfectly with him so again this match like the the finish kind of tells you what I mean because when they were doing this uh, he so Andrade is on the top rope and he's standing like with his like so he kind of gets a glance at Miz and basically what Miz has to do is he has to stand up and run to the opposite corner and Andrade standing on one corner and he's supposed to do the the moonsault but she kind of scouts and then he does like a backflip again before it's and and Miz is basically supposed to catch him but Miz stumbles he doesn't get into position and he fucks up the finish completely so Miz out of position Andrade couldn't really do anything he kind of fell onto Miz and they had to sort of improvise but yeah they they do the finish Miz uh, hits the skull crushing finale one two three Nakamura who was ringside who in the middle of the match Miz threw Andrade into Nakamura so I thought the the match was going to end in disqualification which I would have preferred because I want to see Andrade like rise but in any case it didn't happen but Nakamura jumped in hit him with the Kinshasa as soon as the bell rang so earlier in the night, Shane McMahon is looking for Chad Gable, and he Chad Gable comes into his office, and he's like, oh, so I get a bye because like, I heard Elias is injured, and apparently Elias broke his ankle or something. I don't know what happened. But yeah, so it was it was basically this whole thing where they're like, okay, this poor guy is like, you know, uh, uh, poor guy, I don't know why I said poor guy, but this short guy is like made it to the end. <laughs> and uh now and and Shane McMahon's like look you know I know you don't want to buy like you're you're overcoming the odds you're doing a great job like I'll find your replacement and obviously at this point Shane McMahon's like I'm your replacement me best in the world I know tournaments ha ha so he's he's pulling a you know best in the world tournament thing again where he's like I'm coming out and I'll I'll win it I'm going to do this so um yeah that's that's kind of what happens then we we get Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville standing in the ring and Mandy Rose basically cuts a promo on Nikki Cross she's like oh she's so ugly I told her she could never look like me and then uh, she she basically just you know uh, I guess uh, insults her sort of uh, so whenever she insults like Alexa comes out and then Nikki comes out running to the ring immediately attacks Mandy which is kind of weird because I don't know why Sonya wasn't in the ring both of them were just like fucking taking him you know but uh yeah so they mandy and nikki have a match nikki wins with a roll-up and uh the, the tag team champ or one half of the tag team champions gets the win over the contenders but uh yeah alexa alexa and nikki ride into clash of champions with momentum is that is that still a thing momentum and then we we see a squash match for heavy machinery against two random jobbers. Obviously, both these guys like destroy them, and uh, they do the the compactor. Otis even hits the the caterpillar, and uh, yeah, heavy machinery get the win very very easy. Uh, and then Shane, so Shane McMahon then is talking to Kevin Owens backstage, and he's like, "Listen, if you don't want to get fined." Uh, here's a referee shirt. Think about what you can do, and see if you know if anything comes to mind. Maybe you want to, you know, help someone out, and you know, I'll think about that. Fine. So now this poor dude is left in a 
little bit of a predicament. So Kevin Owens has to kind of do the right thing, maybe. Uh, but we'll get to that in a bit. Right after that, we get a massive brawl between the double R's, Roman Reigns and uh, Rowan. And uh, yeah, this this was this was pretty fucking wild. They they brawl all over the place. Uh, Rowan even grabs a referee, uh, not referee, a fan, and throws him into Roman Reigns and all the people that are trying to separate these two men. That was interesting. But I, I've never seen a plant like all, all like he was. This guy was such a plant. Like you know, he was a plant because his expression is just like. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, whoa. It's like, what? Bro, can you, like, be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Get off of me. Like, you know, something. Like, if if, <laughs> if Eric Rowan picked me up, I'd be like, all right, I'm fucked. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going to, like, I don't know, gouge his eyes or something. He'd be like, dude, let me go. I don't want to fly, like, six fucking six feet that way. So uh, the guy was, like, he all, all that was required was the word plant tattooed on his fucking forehead. Like, that's all that was left. Uh, but yeah, both these men, they fucking brawl everywhere. Superman punches galore. They they brawl all the way up the ramp. They fight in that area. And then fucking Eric Rowan even grabs the camera rig and and just smashes it into, into Roman. And then he starts yelling at Roman. He's like, all right, I'll see you on Sunday. I'll see you on Sunday. And then we see like a backstage thing with him as well where he's like, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns. Oh, Roman. Like, what? Okay, okay, bro, calm the fuck down. Uh, and then, uh, based on what we had seen earlier with Bailey and Ember Moon in the night, where Ember was kind of like, "Who the fuck are you, Bailey? Like, are you even real?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm me. I've always been me." And she's like, "For real? Ew, you don't even look like yourself anymore. Ew." So, <laughs> both these girls get out. Neither of them sound this way. I don't know why the fuck I decided to go Valley Girl for this. So <laughs> Ember, Moon, and Bailey both get into the ring. They have a, a very short match. Um, Bailey uh, kind of avoids, like, she, she manages to get away from the Eclipse. And then Bailey hits the be- Bailey to belly for, for the victory. One, two, three. Charlotte Flair, who is by the ring, comes in. And uh, I just realized, I forgot to mention that Nakamura was on commentary earlier which may have been confusing to anyone who hadn't watched SmackDown. I apologize for that. Uh, but Charlotte was was by the ring for this match, and uh, Charlotte comes into the ring after the match is over, looks at Bailey, and Charlotte looks pretty good. I have to say, those legs are long, girl. Long legs. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, she confronts Bailey, and Bailey leaves with a smirk on her face. And then Kofi Kingston comes out next. He's basically talking about his feud with Randy Orton. And he's like, it's been 10 years since I last kicked uh, Randy Orton's ass all over this arena. And uh, they show like the replay of what happened. And Kofi, you know, jumped into the crowd and then set Randy up on a table and did the it was, I think it was called the boom drop at that point. So he, he does a boom drop and puts Randy through a table. And then he talks about it, and then Randy Orton comes out, and he, he's like, stupid, stupid, stupid. This thing's getting old fast. But, yeah, so he does a stupid thing, and he talks some shit about Kofi, how he's fake. And he even says bullshit on the microphone, which they censored. Hey, if SmackDown's live, how the fuck are you guys censoring, motherfuckers? Yes, I know there's a delay, but still, 
It's supposed to be live, right? Well, in any case, Randy Orton says um, all that positive, power of positivity bullshit, and they censor it. I was like, ooh, look. Kofi slowly strips his stuff off, goes into the crowd, starts fighting, but Orton has a chair, so he kind of you know gets the upper hand immediately. Again, another trap. He he beats up Kingston, but then Kingston you know sort of retaliates, manages to get the upper hand, puts him on a table, and and does the boom drop thing all over again after ten years. So it's kind of like, all right, full circle. But Kofi's standing tall. What does this mean? Hmm. So that's that's kind of what happens here, which was which is interesting. And then we get the main event, which is Chad Gable <laughs> versus Shane McMahon. I never thought this would ever be a fucking main event of of a go home show, but yeah, it's the King of the Ring semifinal match where Shane McMahon comes out. He comes out with the Best in the World trophy, places it by the the throne and the scepter and all that stuff, and he puts the crown on the on the case on the uh, what's it called the trophy, and it's like oh look it fits. And obviously cementing that he's not going to win this match. And uh, the match starts. Gable almost instantly hits a beautiful German suplex to, to Shane McMahon. And uh, fast count, one, two, three. Cohen, and obviously it's Kevin Owens who's the referee for this match, right? As I mentioned earlier. Kevin Owens counts one, two, three real fast. Chad Gable wins, but Shane gets out of the ring. He's like, no, no, no. It's a two out of three falls match. No way. And then, uh, the so they start again, and now, at this point, Kevin is like, fuck, I cannot do this, I cannot do this. So he tries to, like, pin him, uh, but, uh, sorry, Gable tries to pin Shane, but Kevin counts really slow. He starts checking the shoulders, and he's trying his very best not to call the match. But, you know, at this point, Gable's like, fuck, I need to do something about this. So Gable tries uh, a moonsault, but then, you know, Owens does the whole slow count again. And then you can see Owens is, like, upset. But then Shane goes out, gets a chair, and then Owens is trying to convince Shane not to use the chair. But then in that time, Gable grabs Shane McMahon, puts him in an ankle lock, and Shane taps. And Owens is just like, oh, shit. Like, well, that's it. And, And that was it. Chad Gable wins. Two out of three falls, uh, but then Owens is like, look, dude, you tapped out. Like, I, I couldn't do anything about it. I'm sorry. And as Owens is leaving, Shane attacks him from behind, beats him up, and Shane's mouth is busted open at this point. But, yeah, he beats him up a little bit, and then he grabs a microphone, and he says, you're fired. But not, not, not that emphatically. But, yeah, he fires Kevin Owens. Why is Kevin Owens fired? So Owens is going away for a bit, coming back and like fucking losing the shit. Is that what's going to happen? If that's what's going to happen, I'm all for it. So yeah, Kevin Owens fired. Shane McMahon lost. Chad Gable versus Baron Corbin. King of the Ring finals. If you had asked me, I would have never fucking guessed this. Not in a billion years. Nope. No chance in hell. So, interesting SmackDown. It was decent. Not, I, I wasn't as good as Raw, I would say. No Daniel Bryan, which was 
strange because I thought like after everything that happened last week, Brian would have something to say. But I guess they're they're saving that for after Clash of Champions where it's gonna be Roman versus uh, uh, Eric Rowan. Oh, I don't know why I was gonna say Elias. Uh, Elias is injured. You know, I hope I hope it's not anything crazy. But broken ankle sounds horrible. That doesn't sound good. But yeah, so a decent SmackDown. I preferred Raw this week, but you know it was watchable. Undertaker didn't really do much. To be honest, so yeah, uh, I okay. So now I've just opened up Clash of Champions, and I see I see something that says the King of the Ring tournament was revived uh, first time since 2015. The finals were originally scheduled for Clash of Champions, however, they were rescheduled for 16th of September episode of Raw. So yeah, um, it's on Raw for some reason. Um, so the matches, so I'm just going to go down the matches and, and let you guys know who I think is winning each of these matches. There are fucking 11 matches on this goddamn card. That is a lot of matches, folks. A lot of matches. There better be some fast ones, like instant roll-ups. I'm okay with that. There's too much to watch here. But we've got Bailey versus Charlotte Flair for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. I've got Bailey on this one. I don't think Charlotte's winning. Uh, it's, it's Charlotte just won it and lost it. So I think Bailey needs to be champion for a bit now, especially since she's healed. Like if you're going to, all the momentum is going to be lost if, if Bailey loses this and Charlotte wins. So yeah, I got Bailey winning this. Then we've got, uh, Drew Gulak, who is a champion versus Humberto Carrillo and Lindsay Dorado, which is a triple threat match for WWE Cruiserweight Championship. That is so fucking random. Uh, I have no... I don't watch 205 Live. So I'm just going to say Drew Gulak because I don't watch 205 Live. Drew Gulak is awesome, by the way. Met him in Toronto. And uh, I was actually with Sandra. And Sandra and I were, were with one of my friends, Amir. And three of us were just going from... Like, we were in a bar. And then we left. We were going to another bar. And in this other bar, there were Aiden English and uh, Brian Kendrick and uh, Oni Lorkin was there, and a bunch of other people. So there's, all these wrestlers were there, and uh, Drew Gulak was not there at this point. So we're just sitting there, and, you know, Sandra, if you know Sandra, she loves these guys, like all these indie guys who no one's ever heard of. So <laughs> she, 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 she's in, like, she's in complete infatuation at this point. She's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, these are my heroes. I'm like, what the fuck, Sandra? So... At some point, she's like, oh, I really want to meet them. And she's kind of shy. So I was like, all right, I'll take you. So I took her. I was like, hey, guys. Uh, and we were doing this whole thing where it was like, look, my friend's really shy. And so she was playing it up a little bit, you know, just because we didn't want to bother them. So I was like, when they leave, we'll go we'll speak to them. So Aiden English was leaving, went and did that. And then it looked like Brian Kendrick and I were leaving. So we went up to them and just I was like, hey, guys, can, can my friend get a picture? So she took a picture with Brian Kendrick and Oni Lorkin. And then I was looking, like, she was looking at the picture beside me on my phone. And then suddenly someone's got his arms around us. And he's like, hey, come on, we're going to take a picture. And I look, and it's Drew Gulak. I was like, oh, shit, Drew, what's up? And then uh, we just we just ended up in a little conversation with Drew Gulak. Um, he was talking to me. He was like, oh, where are you from? I was like, oh, I live in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, or whatever. I don't remember what I said. 
but yeah, I was just like, yeah. So he's like, oh shit, it's fucking hot there. I was like, yeah, it's fucking hot. And then uh, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm planning on moving to Canada, so hopefully that works out for me. And he's like, oh, it's a great place. And we're just talking about like international wrestling. And then Sandra came in because Sandra is in love with Drew Gulak, and she's like, um, should I talk about indie wrestling? And then I was out of the conversation. That was it for me. I don't know. I don't know any of these guys. So I stepped away from that conversation. I went away and I sat with my buddy and uh, Sandra had like a blast. But Drew was cool. We were talking all night. It was it was, uh, it was a good time. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Drew Gulag for the victory of this match. Then we've got Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. I don't see the Miz winning this. I think Shinsuke is gonna retain. Uh, hmm. Do I have all the heels winning so far? Uh, there are gonna be some face wins. So let's see. Uh, Roman Roan Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. I got Roman Reigns. Uh, this is apparently a no disqualification match, which is interesting. So that should be fun. Roman Reigns. Uh, I got Roman Reigns going over here. And then Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I got. My my baby girl, Alexa Bliss, and my baby girl, Nikki Cross, retaining. I don't know why I'm doing accents. But, yeah, I got Alexa and Nikki retaining here. I think it should be a okay match. I don't, I don't expect much from this. And then, apparently, on this, it says AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. I have not seen this match announced anywhere. So, I, I, I don't know when this is, this was scheduled, but... Uh, I don't think Cedric is going to beat AJ Styles for the United States Championship. If it does, I, I riot. I riot big time, brother. Big time. And then Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. I got Becky Lynch retaining her championship. Do I have any championships changing hands? I do. I do. Uh, and then we've got The New Day versus The Revival for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I got Revival on this one. I really want the Revival to win, and I think they will. So I got Revival here. And similarly, I think Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Nah, I'm joking. I think Kofi's going to retain. I don't think Kofi's losing the title. Because if he does, holy shit, Kofi's entire story has gone down the dra like dran. drain. Drain, trash. I tried to say two words at once. Uh, yeah, it's going to go down the drain completely. Kofi Kingston needs this win. Big time. He's been... The only time he stood tall was was his go home show, so he needs this win, major. And I think that's why they gave him the win on the go home show because they're like, okay, if Kofi looks tall or stands tall rather, well, people think that Randy's winning. So to add that spice, I guess that's why they've done this. And then now we've got the final two matches: Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. For the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships, I'm almost betting my house that Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler are going to win the Tag Team Championships. I think both Tag Team Championships are changing hands. And Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman, I think Seth is going to retain because I would be more interested in watching Seth versus The Fiend as opposed to Braun versus The Fiend at this point. But this match is... It could go either way. I this one could go either way. This both championship matches could go either way. Like, I, hmm, I don't know, man. It's it, it's this is the tricky. These two matches are the trickiest to call, which is a good thing because usually title matches are clear cut. So because of 
you know, moving forward, how things will look. I'm assuming, for, or not assuming, but for that reason, I'm 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 a little skeptical. I'm being very confident in these guesses, but I don't think Seth is going to lose both titles in one night. That's going to be awful for the guy. So Seth is retaining the Universal Championship, but he's losing the tag team, and I hope he loses the tag team because Rude and Ziggler, yes please, I definitely want that. So yeah, those are my predictions for Clash of Champions 2019. Let me know what your predictions are if you think like, you know, if if I have something that that I've kind of guessed that could be obviously wrong, well, let me know, you know. I I'd, I'd like to know why. This is this is why we have this podcast, guys. This is interactive. Carrie Neck, I know you listen to me and you'd like to give me your feedback, which I love, so keep it going. Try and try and not be such a smarky asshole though, right? Alright? Yeah, yeah, you heard me. But <laughs> but yeah, so like I I I love some feedback, like uh Kyle as well, Restless, Restless Monarch. He uh both you guys are very interactive and I like that. You know, this is why this is why I'm doing this podcast because I want to keep it interactive with you guys and whatever you guys you know, like everyone has their thoughts and like I and I, I kind of grew up with that many wrestling fans around me. It was just me and my brother, you know, so we only had each other to talk to about wrestling. So now that I have this ability or this platform to be able to do this, I I want to give that same opportunity to people who don't really have that that platform. So bring in your stuff, guys. Twitter at that KJ guy. Like, let me know, man. Let me know. I like to hear what people think. And I I like having my opinion swayed. So, so yeah, do that, do that. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for five of the week. That's right. Five of the week. Now, oh boy, this five of the week thing. This one is a little tricky because, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go kind of like an order, okay? I'm gonna do like a ranking this week. I'm gonna go do I'm gonna do a five, four, three, two, one, okay? And I'm I'm gonna start with number five. My number five this week is. And it's it's unfortunate that I have I've got to go for number five as such uh, because I think I think the people really stepped up so it seems like if I if I give you a number five it's low but think about it you beat every other person on the roster to get on this list so number five for me this week is Baron Corbin yes I know relax calm down whoa, whoa. but he put in a shift man he put in a shift he, and he looked like he looked good he actually looked good. And I'm not exactly opposed to a King Corbin now, which is really weird to say. I am not opposed to a King Corbin at all. I think a King Corbin would be really good. So I got Baron Corbin on number five. Number four, shockingly, is Eric Rowan. Because after that ass whooping he gave Roman Reigns, I kind of believe in Eric Rowan now. I'm kind of, and I don't think he's gonna win, right? As you can tell from my predictions, I don't think Eric Rowan is gonna win. But Eric Rowan coming out of nowhere, making it like seem like he actually he could actually do something. So it's like, whoa, 
Eric Rowan, where the fuck did you come from, buddy? Uh, and I don't know if Daniel Bryan's gonna interfere in that match. Maybe that's why it's no disqualification, but fuck knows, you know? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's intriguing. And I feel like Eric Rowan's actually gonna give Roman Reigns a challenge. And I would not be opposed to Roman Reigns losing to said, <laughs> to said Eric Rowan. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, Eric Rowan popping up, you know? It's, it's, it's good. It's good. I, I like to see new faces built up. I like to see uh, like like fresh things happen. So yeah, I'm, I'm Eric Rowan is is number four on this list. Number three, uh, this one this one was tricky because I know who my number one and two are, but my number three, I was I was contemplating for a bit and I was like, who the fuck do I give it to? Because like you know I, I'm looking for someone who's good. But not great, uh, not great enough to be number one. But I, I sort of like I, I, I played around with it a little bit in my head, and I was like, should I, should I not, should I, should I, who should I give it to, who should I give it to? And uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to give it to Cedric Alexander here. Yeah, number three, that that he put in a shift on Raw, the matches he had, and he he like. Just, just the matches, man. His wrestling was incredible. Forget his character work, which wasn't really shown at all. Only maybe when the Viking Raiders came out and he's kind of looking at them. He's like, oh, okay, okay, I see you, I see you. It's like, all right, bro. Like, don't ruin it, okay? You just had a great match with one of the best in the world. So just chill out. Don't overact. It's okay. It's cool. So <laughs> when he did that, I was kind of like, oh, fucking hell, man. Stop it. Stop it. Ah! But he did he did a great job I think in terms of of wrestling because he main event was mainly him from the good guy side so yeah and and that lumbar check excellent really well done it takes two to tango you know I'm not gonna give all the credit to AJ Styles AJ Styles is great but you know that lumbar check amazing uh, so Cedric Alexander number three number two this week is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold came out, man. Like, do I even need to explain this? Stone Cold came out, fucking crowd goes mental, cuts a promo like he's never left, and comes back at the end, beer bash with everyone, stuns AJ Styles in the ring. Like, AJ Styles, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, fucking, what a guy. Again, I wish he was back. I, didn't, I wish he hadn't never left. Ah. But, you know, such is life, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin, number two, and number one, AJ Styles. AJ Styles was there at the start, and it was he was he did a fantastic job with the stunner. He did a fantastic job with the lumbar check. He when he was in the ring after Stone Cold gave him the stunner, he was selling it all through the commercial. When we came back from commercial, and Cedric standing there, he's in the corner. He's and he looks red in the face. He's like, oh man, what the fuck do you really think I'm gonna? I'm going to be able to wrestle. And both my number one and two picks of this week, AJ and Stone Cold, use the word asshole. So I'm very happy with that. And it's a weird thing to be happy about, but I'm happy because it's different. I like it. So that's it, you guys. That's the that's the five of the week. And uh, if you have your own five of the week, again, interactive podcast, let me fucking know what your five of the week were. And uh, yeah. Now, it is time for 
your questions. So, I need to name this thing. Do you guys have any ideas? Before I decide a name, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there for you guys. If you have any ideas for for the segment, right? I'll I'll take your opinions into consideration, and then I might put out a poll and see which one wins and name it that. So if you have some ideas, let me know. If not, I'll come up with a poll anyways. So yeah, let's see. Let's see what we got for for this question segment. And uh, I wonder if anyone recognizes the music I use because uh, I'm sticking with the <laughs> the Pot of Thunder thing where it's like we're just gonna pick the worst wrestler we can think of and play their music. <laughs> but yeah, so I've got I've got a few questions from you guys. Uh, I put this so so late, so uh, please forgive me, sires and sire sires. I don't know what the fuck is a female sire. Is there any like is there a female sire? I have no idea. So, uh, our so okay, hold on. I asked a question, right? And I feel like there's oh great, here we go. Rahul and Carrie Neck, you guys argue on every one of my threads. Stop it. So, <laughs> uh, Carrie Neck, can you ask Rahul to grow a pair and take part in the fantasy league instead of hiding from the L I'd given? So it looks like the fantasy league trash talk has started already. Uh, that was that was interesting. Uh, Kyle in moderation at Restless Monarch. Do you ever get tired of seeing the old guard being totally dominant over the entirely entirety of the current roster? Yes, this was spurred on by Taker cutting a weird out of character promo, then chokes on Sami Zayn. And uh, Gareth Allen actually replied to him saying, "But it was nice to see Austin. Imagine if Bray had come out against Undertaker, though. Yes, that would have been great. I, I mean, look." In terms of the old guard being so dominant over the the current roster, yes, I don't want to see uh, the the old roster go over the new. So, for example, Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg, right? Now, I know a lot of the listeners of Inside the Ropes kind of side with um, the the Goldberg over Dolph Ziggler because people hate Dolph Ziggler. But I think Dolph Ziggler is amazing. I think he's a really good promo when he wants to be. He's always performing well in the ring. I don't see why you should hate him. But Dolph Ziggler, and yeah, he's had his ups and downs for sure. But Dolph Ziggler, in my opinion, I think is is really good. And for him to lose to Goldberg like that, if he had won, if he had beaten Goldberg, that would have been so much better. But obviously Goldberg was there to get that win back and uh, kind of you know fix his last match in WWE, so to speak. But yeah, uh, see stuff like that I don't want to see but in terms of Austin coming out and helping you know Seth and Braun go over and like look a little bit better and uh, Brock uh, no, well, Brock and Goldberg was excellent as well like eventually Goldberg you know took the fall against Brock and Brock looked even better so if you're doing things like that if it's the right type of booking yes but then like if you're doing for example remember Triple H versus Undertaker for the Saudi show it's kind of like why there's no reason i don't like give me a proper reason stone cold came out he seemed to have a decent reason they built it up for a few weeks granted it was still a little rushed and it kind of didn't make sense why stone cold loves seth so much but still like they gave me enough of a reason for me to be like all right whatever you know it's cool so in that sense i'm kind of like 
whatever you know i i want to i want to like see something i want to see stone cold or or goldberg or undertaker or whoever the fuck is coming back i want to see them put over the roster the new current crop you know i want that's that's wrestling like law you leave on your back that's kind of how it works so to an extent yes i'm sick of seeing them but then you know stone cold comes in and helps he really did help and AJ Styles sold the fuck out of that that stunner. Now, granted, AJ Styles is a much more established wrestler than Sami Zayn, for instance, but it's still good to see stuff like that. So I don't want to see them completely gone, but I also don't I also don't want to see them highlighted too much, if that makes sense. Gareth Allen, Gareth underscore Allen at Gareth underscore Allen. How are you getting on with your plans to move to Canada, or if private at the moment? How many hours do you spend watching wrestling compared to hours recording podcasts and editing? Wow, Gareth, you are uh, you're pretty like spot on with, uh, with what's happening in my life. Those two things are basically all that's happening in my life. <laughs> my move to Canada and like podcasting now. Uh, Canada is I'm not I'm too I'm not a private person as such. Like I believe there's a song by uh, Childish Gambino called "The Power." that power one one of the two uh where he has a story at the end of it so there's a miniaturized version which is like four minutes or something and then there's like the longer version seven minutes that he he kind of gives this story over this melody that's playing and it's one of the most beautiful stories i've ever heard in my life and it it sort of stuck to me and it's kind of made me like think about things very differently and those words were really powerful and ironically no pun intended but he basically talks about how uh he, he kind of gets fucked over by someone i don't want to give the story away but the the lesson he learned was i he learned that it's if if people talk shit about you but if you if you openly say everything that's happened in your life no one can talk shit about you because you've already said it it already came out of you so no one can talk shit and say that you said this because people just go to you to hear you. So that's something that really stuck to me. And so I'm, I'm kind of that type of person where I'm, I'm not really private about things. I'd rather not be because then people have that opportunity to come in and say that, oh, you know what? He did this or he said that. So, yeah, uh, I don't know why I just went down that little rant. <laughs> but uh, I am still moving to Canada. My papers are in. I'm waiting for it. So there's like a... You put your papers in and then there's a draw and then once the draw uh, selects you or you have because you have a certain number of points based on your skills your uh, like academic skills your your um, work skills etc so and they calculate your age and everything adds up and you get a certain number of points and uh, it, when the draw comes out they draw people off a certain number and above so I missed the last draw by three points, which is like fucking nothing, unfortunately. So uh, and my papers are in. So hopefully, if the number drops, then I'll I'll be in the next draw. So uh, that's all I'm waiting for. I'm just it's a waiting game now. So I'm still moving to Canada, and hopefully, once that comes through, I'm out. I'm, I'm gonna move. And how many hours do I spend watching wrestling? Christ. Um, I've got two hours of Thunder. I've got three hours of Raw. I've got two hours of smackdown i've got 
I'm I try and squeeze NXT in whenever when AEW starts. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. So that's uh, seven hours a week just watching wrestling, and then podcasting is about another four hours, and then editing the podcast is about another four hours. So I'm spending a good chunk of my time. I've never calculated this before, so this is like eye-opening to me. It's like fuck, and. This is not even counting, you know, the whole, like, uh, creative process. So, like, me coming up with this, uh, the Fantasy League in a, in a more condensed version for you guys to play. Like, I didn't even, like, consider that. So, like, I, I'm not counting those hours because those are some long hours as well. So, yeah, so it's about, like, eight hours of watching, seven hours of podcasting. Or, sorry, eight hours of podcasting with editing and then seven hours of watching wrestling. That's 15 hours a week, and divide that by three, so it's about three hours. So, like, today, for example, I did nothing but watch SmackDown, edit Pot of Thunder a little bit, and I didn't even finish, didn't even get to half of it, and now uh, I had to record Roped In, and I'm going to be editing Roped In so that I can get it out ASAP. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but it's okay. I love it. You know? At Carrie Neck, Walter versus Bait. That's the whole question. I haven't got around to watching that match yet, man. Uh, as I just mentioned, I've got like fucking 2,000 hours a week of just podcasting and watching wrestling that I'm meant to cover. I haven't had a chance to watch Walter vs. Beta. I heard it was amazing. I heard it was what, candidate for the match of the year. So I definitely have to watch it. I, I'm not even sure who won. I think Walter won because I haven't heard anything about a new champion. So I'm not even sure who won that match. So that's going to be interesting because I, I don't know the result, which is strange. Uh, Sarah Helliwell. Uh, am I saying that right, Sarah? Sarah Helliwell? I think it is Sarah Helliwell. Uh, at Sassy Helliwell. Uh, Big E, how scared were you in that interview? Because you look terrified. On a serious note, where do you see yourself in five years? Okay. Looks like this is an interview for a job. Uh, <laughs> uh, I So Big E thing. Yeah, if you guys haven't watched it, the, the video is out. The one that the interview that I did, the the one that we keep talking about on Pot of Thunder, uh, Ollie released it on the Inside the Ropes YouTube channel, youtubecom slash Inside the Ropes. I, I th- this interview, just for people who don't know, it was a runaway interview. I was trying to avoid interviewing Big E, and I even told him this after the thing. I said I didn't want to interview you because you're like a fucking runaway train. Like you always take an interview and just go with it. You just fucking do your own thing, you know. So I I didn't want to do the fucking interview with you, but and he started laughing. He's like, "Oh man, come on!" I was like, "No, seriously, dude. Like, look what you did, because you basically just watched the interview, right? And there's so much noise in that interview. He's fucked the microphone up. That's one thing. So he like you can barely understand. It's like try not to watch it with headphones because it really fucks with your ears. But yeah, he's like screaming into the microphone the entire time, and he basically cuts a promo. He goes from face to heel. That's all I'm going to say. He goes face to heel, and he gets really loud. Right? These are two things I'm going to tell you. Because what happens is that this guy does that whole thing, and then eventually everyone in the room stops what they're doing. Now, I'm talking about when I say everyone, it's like Becky Lynch is in the room, uh, uh, Drew McIntyre's in the room, Samoa Joe, R-Truth, Carmella. Uh, did I say Becky? I said Becky, yeah. Uh, uh, who else was there? Ali's there. Uh, Zack Ryder is there so like this room is fucking full of wrestlers you know Alexa Bliss 
So like this whole room is full of these people and this guy is screaming so loud he's interrupted every fucking interview in that room. Right in front of me are Samoa Joe and Drew McIntyre and they're staring right at us. And they're staring at Big E and myself and Big E does something where he kind of brings me close. So like, I, I, again, I don't want to give away too much if you haven't watched it because it's hilarious. It's actually really, really funny. I don't mean that in the sense that, oh, you should watch it, it's funny. No, because it's actually really funny. I, I look like a moron, as as Sarah rightfully said. <laughs> I look terrified, and I do something which I immediately, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, should I have done that? So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun interview. And, uh, and I'm just going to say this. At the end of that interview, you can hear clapping. That's Samoa Joe's clapping. Samoa Joe clapped. So... Yeah, those, these are just some nuggets that, that you, I guess you wouldn't know unless I told you. So, yeah, it was it was fun. It was a fun interview, but scary at the same time. Because my first time doing it, 12-hour notice to do these interviews. And I, I don't know how I did. That's up to you guys to decide. But, yeah, it was, it, was, it was something. It was something. Where do I see myself in five years? Hopefully in Canada with a passport that says Canada on it. That's, that's where I'm looking at. And hopefully I'm working media by that point um, established with this podcast or any other podcast that I take up at that time. I, ho- I hope to be working in media. That's that's my plan. So thanks for that question, Sarah. At Fat Pirlo, Cami Hutton, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay, this decides our entire relationship. I guess people wouldn't really say that unless they really despise pineapple on pizza but i'm a nay i i i can't do um sweet and savory even with popcorn i cannot go salt caramel i always have to go salted i just i don't like sweet and savory mixes i just don't like it so for me pineapple sweet keep it off my salty savory stuff i no no pineapple for me sorry sorry and then Rahul Asnani fuck all these serious questions bitch or lasagna I'm Indian and so are you what this is carry I don't understand these questions guys it, it, bitch or lasagna bitch I guess I'm taking a bitch yeah home you Rahul stop being a bitch and uh okay yeah and that's it yeah th- those are all the questions so uh all right, folks, it's now time for the trivia section. And this was uh, this was trickier than I expected. I didn't expect people to be stumped so easily. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm surprised that you guys were. And uh, there was one correct guess. Just one. and uh, But I'll, I'll, I'll let you know who that was in a second. First of all, take a listen to this week's little trivia this little sound clip that i have and guess who this was what are you gonna do about it rock what are you gonna do about it huh you gonna hit a woman this is my ring my house my stadium my people okay so now you have to guess who that was now i've sort of fucked up because i was supposed to save person's name and i completely forgot to save it i apologize you guys first week on the job you know how it is but i think it was it was one of the two it was either carrie neck or fat pirlo who guessed it correctly and the correct answer for last week's trivia 
was Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin talking to Shawn Michaels, trying to recruit Shawn Michaels for a Survivor Series team. So that was Stone Cold Steve Austin backstage on an episode of Raw. And, uh, yeah, so make sure you tweet in whoever you think this week's winner is. Uh, not winner, but this week's <laughs> the the voice, who, who it is. And I, I guess this should be a little easier, and I'll... I'll have a, I guess, a note where I, I write everyone's Twitter handle. So, yeah, it's either at Carrie Neck or at Fat Pirlo. It's one of the two guys that, that got it right. And uh, if it's not, well, I apologize. Uh, whoever said Stone Cold Steve Austin, you're correct. I had, I had a shit ton of things coming in this week, you guys. I didn't expect that CM Punk bubbly video to go viral. So, yeah, like that's kind of why it, I my, my tweets are all fucked up. But I promise from next week, I'll make sure I'll write it down. Oh, oh boy. Um, yeah, that was a good podcast. That was fun. I don't think I have anything left. Is there anything left? What's left? Some people are checking the time on the podcast at this point. They're like, wait a second. There's more left. Yes, there is. So, this is a very, very, very interesting turnout. I'm obviously discussing the Fantasy League at this point, you guys. I am overwhelmed by the amount of people that have decided to play. I am very humbled that so many people have decided to play. And uh, this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough because I expected like six people playing. I'm not even joking. I actually thought like six people would play. We're up to, we're close to 20 people now. That's how many we have. Like we're close to 20 people. We're under 20 people, but we're very close to it. So holy crap, you guys! This is this is awesome. This is awesome, and this is gonna be so much fun because now there's there's a lot of people coming in. So now this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna test this month out, right? Now whoever wins it wins it. Okay, you you still get a point for winning it. Now the winner, as I said previously, the winner will get a jersey with a roped in. It's gonna be the roped in jersey. And you're going to have season one winner. I'm going to send that to you. I'm going to get your address and everything. So the winner will get that jersey. And there will only ever be one of that jersey. And every year there will be one. So seasonal winners will get these jerseys. So that's that's my plan for you guys. And it should be pretty fucking cool. And uh, once I make the jersey, I'll take a picture of it. I'll send it to you guys. Now, every week what I'm going to do is whoever's leading that week, I'm going to tell you your points after I calculate them and I'll, I'll put it up uh, somewhere for you guys to see and uh, and calculate your own points as well. So if, if you think I've made a mistake or something, you know, I, I might, I might made a mistake, you know, but basically all the points will be calculated based on your roster and I'm just going to update the, the points of each superstar. So whenever their points get added into the thing, it's automatically going to change your points to to reflect the new points of that week so every week is going to be different now the thing is right i've noticed something because we have so many people playing that some of the rosters are looking very similar so my word of advice because i've played this quite a bit and there are some people uh, i believe it was reese who had texted me uh who had inboxed me actually i'll, I'll tell you now it was yes it was reese um reese at reese jm uh, he so he he texted me and he's like he's done this before as well, and he was asking if I wanted any you know tips and advice. So that's really nice of you, Reese. Thank you. 
uh i have i've I've done this as well for for years now my brother and i've been playing it for a very long time we've only recently stopped because we couldn't keep up with with everything and life but with, with in that respect uh i've so this first month let's let's call it a beta month right so i'm gonna test out and see how many how similar the points are of everyone because a lot of people as i said have got similar rosters so to avoid that how can we make it unique the following month so whichever the month so after um clash of champions so we're this is the hell in the cell month right it's going to end with hell in a cell and uh, so again let me i'm jumping way too many thoughts here sorry guys but um the points are going to start from raw after clash of champions this is this People are a little confused about this. So points will start counting from Raw after Clash of Champions all the way up to Hell in a Cell. So everything in that point will be for that month. Okay? You have to pick your next team before Hell in a Cell, but after the last SmackDown. Does that does that make sense? So once the last SmackDown is done, you will you will give me your team before hell in a cell so the second it turns midnight and it's sunday that's when you cannot submit your teams any any teams coming in will not be accepted because then it's unfair to people so it's it's between smackdown live and hell in a cell so you have four days to decide and pick your team now what i'm gonna do is i was and i was anticipating this for the next month, not this month. So this month, whatever teams you submitted, they hold, they stand, right? Next month, I'm going to be asking you guys to pick one champion. And basically, whoever you pick as your champion, their points for that month get doubled. So whatever points they get is going to be times two by the end of it. So that way, you may have the same team as, let's say, you know, Kyle. Right, so let's say Kyle and and Cami have the same teams. So if they have the same teams, what's going to happen is that they they may pick different champions. Whoever they pick as a champion might be the decider between who wins. So that makes it a little different, right? So that again, this is going to be the beta month. Let's see how it goes. Let's see who gets and try to think differently. You know, try think like you can see all the people that pick their teams because that's why I've kept it under one thread. Now for this month, there's on on at roped in pod. Some people have left their teams on that, and some people have left their teams at that KJ guy. So next month, what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep it in one place, so everyone everyone can see each other's teams, and that way you you kind of like you know you'll be like all right, I want a different maybe you know this guy. I feel like this guy might have picked this guy for this reason, so I might pick the same. But if you end up picking the same, then, well, you both are going to get the same points. So keep that in mind. But then, obviously, when we pick the champions, that will be different. So it's going to be interesting, you guys. It should be fun. Uh, I can't wait. Also, in terms of the 24-7 title, now, people are a little confused about that, and they're like, hey, how does that work? Well, the 24-7 title, the championship points only count on the show itself. So if let's say R-Truth loses it on a fucking, I don't know, Fox Sports gala or something that is not on TV, then it doesn't count. And I and when I say on TV, I mean like in the arena, backstage, whatever it is, like it has to happen there. If it happens on the show, it's fine. But even if they show replay, replay doesn't count. Uh, even if it's like, like, for example, this week, 
our truth lost it on on main event does not count it has to be during the show hours so that's how the 24 7 title will work because otherwise it's just way too complicated i uh, i did a beta test in terms of calculating points for last week and uh yeah i'm gonna release my team as well so so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna let you guys know what my team is and uh, based on that we can see um we can see how we go with this so just to let you guys know my team are you ready for this are you are you ready for this um <laughs> i have picked eric ivar so i've got both the viking raiders i've got the Roman Reigns. <laughs> I've got Roman Reigns. I've got Ricochet. And I've got Bobby Roode. So, Eric Ivar. I've got the Viking Raiders, Roman Reigns, Ricochet, and Bobby Roode. And now, my last week, what I did was I just took everyone's teams already. Right? And this this doesn't add any points or anything as such just yet. But I just want to see, like, oh, I wonder who would be in the lead had we been playing this already. And last week, I was in the lead. So... That was uh, that was pretty funny, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely not gonna be in the lead soon, at, by the looks of things, because you guys have some fucking strong teams, and some of you guys are are doing a really really good job. So, uh, in terms of thinking, but yeah, so uh, that's that's it for me, you guys. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed this podcast. Hopefully, uh, uh, you guys are are ready for this fantasy league i'm so pumped i'm so excited i will i'm going to be making that spreadsheet i've made a i've made a beta version of it already uh but it's it's at my office so i kind of have to rebuild it at my house but yeah it's it's going to be so good it's going to be a shit ton of fun and uh, i can't wait i can't wait to announce the winners and and the leaders of each week so uh yeah that's it for me, you guys. Make sure you follow at Roped in Pod at that KJ guy across all social media platforms: Instagram, Twitter. Where both both handles are are there almost everywhere, and uh, YouTube.com forward slash uh, that KJ guy. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. I'll see you guys at the Clash of Champions recap. And since you're here, KJ. Here's that song I told you guys about. Have a listen. It's it's a long song, but mainly listen for the end part where the story kind of changes up a little bit. Uh, it 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 changes around. I would say the three minute mark, four minute mark. It 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 just becomes a story. So yeah, check it out. I hope you like it. All these haters see you. Later, all that I could do, but you don't even feel me though. I know you know, I know you got that power, that power. Oh, oh, oh. So CG, but a nick stay real though. I'm fly, mill, I'm running shit. Three points field goal. Rappers used to laugh like I tripped and fell. Cause I don't stun a gold cross like I Christian Bale. Yeah, they staring at me jealous cause I do shows bigger. But your looks don't help like an old gold digger. Uncool, but lyrically I'm a stone cold killer. So it's 400 blows to
to these true foe niggas. Yeah, now that's the line of the century. Niggas missed it too busy. They lying about penitentiary, man. You ain't been there, nigga. You been scared. And I'm still living single like Sinclair. Loving white dudes who call me white and then try to hate. When I wasn't white enough to use your pool when I was eight. Stone Mountain, you raised me well. I'm stared at by Confederates, but hard as hell. Tight jeans, penny loafers, but I still drink a faux dime. Staying on my me shit, but hated on by both sides. I'm just a kid who's blowing up with my father's name. And every black you're not black enough is a white, you're all the same. Whom food like rat snitch canicious? Cause it's Oreos, Twinkies, coconuts, delicious. How many gold plaques you want inside your dining room? I said, I want a full house. They said, you got it, dude. Everything I want to be. All these haters see you later. All that I can do, but you don't even feel me though. I know you know, I know you got that power. That power. on a bus back from camp. I'm 13 and so are you. Before I left for camp, I imagined it would be me and three or four other dudes I hadn't met yet running around all summer getting into trouble. It turned out it'd be me and just one girl. That's you. And we're still at camp as long as we're on the bus and not at the pickup point where our parents will be waiting for us. We're still wearing our orange camp t-shirts. We still smell like pine needles. I like you, and you like me, and I more than like you, but I don't know if you do or don't more than like me. You've never said, so I haven't been saying anything all summer, content to enjoy the small miracle of a girl choosing to talk to me, and choosing to do so again the next day, and so on. A girl who's smart and funny, and who, if I say something dumb for a laugh, is willing to say something two or three times as dumb to make me laugh, but who also gets weird and wise sometimes in a way I could never be. A girl who reads books and no one's assigned to her, whose curly brown hair has a line running through it, and where she put a tie to hold it up while it was still wet. Back in the real world, we don't go to the same school. And unless one of our families moves to a dramatically different neighborhood, we won't go to the same high school. So this is kind of it for us, unless I say something. And it might especially be it for us if I actually do say something. The sun's gone down and the bus is quiet. A lot of kids are asleep. We're talking in whispers about a tree we saw at a rest stop that looks like a kid we know. 
And then I'm like, can I tell you something? And all of a sudden I'm telling you. And I keep telling you. It all comes out of me. And it keeps coming. And your face is there and gone and there and gone as we pass underneath the orange lamps that line the sides of the highway. And there's no expression on it. And I think just after a point, I'm just talking to lengthen the time where we live in a world where you haven't said yes or no yet. And regrettably, I end up using the word destiny. I don't remember in what context. It doesn't really matter. Before long, I'm out of stuff to say. Then you smile and say, okay. I don't know exactly what you mean by it, but it seems vaguely positive. And I would leave in order not to spoil the moment, but there's nowhere to go because we're on a bus. So I pretend like I'm asleep and before long I really am. I wake up. The bus isn't moving anymore. The dome lights that line the center aisle are all on. I turn and you're not there. Then again, a lot of kids aren't in their seats anymore. We're parked at the pickup point, which is in the parking lot of a Methodist church. The bus is half empty. You might be in your dad's car by now, your bags and things piled high in the trunk. Girls in the back of the bus are shrieking and laughing and taking their sweet time disembarking as I swing my legs out into the aisle to get up off the bus, just as one of them reaches my row. That used to be our row, on our way off. It's Michelle, a girl who got suspended from third grade for a week after throwing rocks at my head. Adolescence is doing her a ton of favors body-wise. She stops and looks down at me, and her head is blasted from behind by the dome light, so I can't really see her face. But I can see her smile when she says one word, destiny. Then her and the girls clogging the aisles behind her all laugh, and then she turns and leads them off the bus. I didn't even know you were friends with them. I find my dad in the parking lot. He drives me back to our house, and camp is over. So is summer, even though it's two weeks until school starts. This isn't a story about how girls are evil or how love is bad. This is a story about how I learned something. And I'm not saying this thing is true or not. I'm just saying it's what I learned. I told you something. And it was just for you. And you told everybody. So I learned cut out the middleman. Make it all for everybody, always. Everybody can't turn around and tell everybody. Everybody already knows. I told them. If this means there isn't a place in my life for you or someone like you, is it sad? Sure. But it's a sadness I chose. I wish I could say this is a story about how I got on the bus a boy and got off a man more cynical, hardened, and mature and shit. But that's not true. The truth is I got on the bus a boy, and I never got off the bus. I still haven't.